styling a girl. All right. I think we've got this shit working. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so too. Let me put that. I gotta have this over here. Yeah, I've got I'm doing like two electronics here. Oh, Kim's got the multiple electronics going. So I guess the first thing I guess for Miles is dumped on is y'all might see like night bite. Nightbot. Nightbot come in. That's because we've set up Nightbot for our channel. Yes, I did set up I did set up Nightbot. So the minute we go live, Nightbot will I don't remember what the timelines are, but it'll show up. Anyways, we had General Shinobi stop by. She just wants to say hey. As a matter of fact, let's pop it up real quick. Hello, Kim Scott. Have to miss today's show. She's on her way to see Batman, the Batman. Have a great show. And then she already hit the like button. Thank you. And DB is in the house. Hello. <laughs> General Kenobi. Yes, General Kenobi. And of course, Luna Girl. Girl, yes, hello. This will be a fun show. Yeah, well, yeah, well. I'll try and I'll try and juggle you, you two electronics. Ju- Why? Put one down. Well, I gotta watch the chat too. We we, we got we've got Luna Girl's there. Okay. She's our moderator. Yeah, I know she is. She's got the wrench power. She does got that fucking wrench. <laughs> she will smack smack it the wrench it down. Yes, she will. I fucking fuck that all up. <laughs> all right, let's get on the other side of the show. All right, let's I'm do it. I'm sure Hannah will show up eventually. Or should we text her and let her know we're live? Yeah, let me text her. All right. Well, you're the one that's got all this problem with all the electronics in your hand. Stay. Wolf. It barks. I know I do. Dogs no. always bark. <laughs> you're not a dog. Don't even go there. Oh. There you go. And DB says he'll wrench a biatch too. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Heck yeah. That's why I made that's why that's why I made sure, you know, as we were going along early on, I was starting to make moderators once I learned how you could do it. I'm like, screw this. We'll be prepared for if anything ever goes crazy. But let's yes. get on the other side of the show. Yes, I texted let's Hannah. See if I find the goddamn button. Good thing I remember where all this shit was at. Well, you know, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Oh, is that like Almond Joy has nuts. Mounds don't. Yes, exactly. Yes. I fucked that completely up. Yeah, you yeah. But that's okay. <laughs> oh god. Ultimate supreme power in the chat space. That's right. Tom, welcome. You haven't missed anything yet, bro. Nope, we just barely started. We just had a little banter on the other side, said you may see Nightbot show up in the chat. Eventually, I don't remember what the fucking title it is, or it may not work. Who knows? I don't know if I got it set up right. If I did, I did. You'll see some links and shit, but if not, then yeah, back to the fucking drawing board. Or, exactly. But, how's everybody's Tuesday going? How's your Tuesday going? Good. Good. Yeah. 
We had, we had a fun day today, didn't we? Yes, we did. You literally just got to listen to eight albums of Rat. Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once you get past the 80s, it gets a little rough. It does. <laughs> and actually, one album in the 80s got rough, but we'll get uh-huh. there. Missed, missed a something. No, you didn't miss a troll. No, you didn't miss a troll. No trolls yet. No troll at all. <laughs> exactly. Just like DB says, we talked about preparing for a troll. Yes, we did. No trolls yet. No, no. Ru- no Russian bosses showed up yet. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I know I got stuff on here, so let's go ahead and just get into the normal part of the show. Business? Yeah, your favorite part. Yes, let's do. Thank you to our Patreons, Luna Girl and Dragon Buddy, Don Dellis Nooch Solsky, Brady Big Lovin, Hannah, Mikey, Brindley, and Case. Speaking of, at least I know Don, it might, might be Brady too, but as far as I know, one of them are headed to Vegas. Uh-huh, to have fun. I think it's Don, because I just saw something about saying he's going uh-huh. to Vegas. If you'd like to join our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash usedabusedpod. Search for Used and Abused Pod today on all your favorite podcast apps, including Apple, Google, Audible, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeart, Radio, and more. We are a proud member of the Red Five Network. Go to redfivenetwork.com to find more exciting podcasts. And I don't have it up here, but it's biolink.shit.com slash Red Five Network. I or Red Five? Don't know. Fuck. I need to really put that in the notes. Yes, you do. Um, let me see if Luna Girl said something in here. If not, Luna Girl will pop it in and we will get it taken care of. Uh, Check out the Cantina family, the Sidebar Cantina, and ATSW the Escape Pod on YouTube and your favorite podcast apps. As far as the Sidebar Cantina, they just did uh fuck me. It was Goldeneye. Fuck. Yes, but it was the video games. It was from Goldeneye right, to right, Call of Duty. Right. Pretty much first person. First yeah. person shooters. Yes. But yes, it was more about Goldeneye. And DB just put in the chat. Oh, here it is. Bio bio.link forward slash red five. Thank you. <laughs> Thank right, you, Luna. Okay. What on? Oh, I have it right here. Create a banner. There we go. Create a banner. All right. All right. We're doing this live. Yes. We'll do a lot. Bio. Bio dot link forward slash red five. Yes, that's how it goes. That's how she's got in the chat here. Good thing I have the chat up on one one mechanism. Oh, I want to edit one more. I don't want that one. Yeah, right. All right. Now we have it. Now we have it. Yes, we do. All right. Now I just got to move it later. Yes, we do. After we quit the show, I I will. No, you won't. Oh, we were uh, talking about, about Cantina family. Family, yes. And and the escape pod, the escape bros are all off this week. Yes, and they're both in Vegas. Okay, they're both in Vegas. Yes. That's what DB said. Okay, they're both in Vegas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is kind of a crazy-ass weekend to go to Vegas. Okay. Fucking NASCAR's there this weekend. That's true, they that are. That place is going to be humping, uh, when, busy, yeah. bigger than fuck. Yeah, it is. I, I remember last year when, uh, what was it? We were coming. We were coming back. We were doing something. I mean, we were going through, and we literally stayed an extra day 
to miss NASCAR traffic mm-hmm. in Vegas. Yeah. I think you're coming back from visiting Hannah. Oh, yeah, it was when I was mm-hmm. when Case about was... this time last year. Yeah. A year ago. Yeah. Anyways. But, yeah. But they, I think they got double episodes being dropped up, though. They do. Because they had a fucking marathon Marathons. last week. Yes, they did. Holy shit. You know, the week before they had their longest episode, and then they said, "Oh wait, hold my bear, let's do it again." And damn, four over four fucking hours. Yes. I mean, I mean, as far as DB and Dongo, Brady, I love you and all, but you, you did you did cower out. But for DB and and Don, uh-huh. I applaud you, boys. I also applaud everybody that was still in the fucking chat. <laughs> Uh-huh. Did we say it? we were in the chat for a long time? It was fun. That was a good show. Also, check out Swede Studios, Big Swede's Excellent Adventure, and Tactical Swede, only on YouTube. Right now, Swede is kind of on hiatus. Yes. Did you hear why? No. It was mentioned last night on the Cyber Cantina that okay. do not fly your fucking drone indoors. That doesn't even sound good. Well, I guess. I'm sure I'm going to fuck it up. But anyways, so what? The blades were still going. And uh-huh. when we went to go get it, it fucking chopped on the speakers. Oh. He, yeah, he had to have a few stitches. Oh, ouchie. I was going to be a smart aleck in the freaking chat last night and say, what, is he trying to become Tony Iommi? <laughs> you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> no. You're laughing, but you don't know what I'm talking about. So why are you laughing? Anyways, Tony Iommi, just to give you an idea, is the guitar player for Black Sabbath. You told me about this, I believe. And he had, uh, his fingers had been kind of scraped, ground down on, on the mm-hmm. tips. So that's where he got him that fucking, that nice, beautiful sound that Black Sabbath had in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Well, throughout the whole their whole career. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, you told me about that. Okay. So that's why. Anyway, hold it. Hold it. Hey, we skipped one. Yeah. Well, actually, I skipped one. Check out the Orange and Fett show on Spotify. Right. And what the fuck? Did they just, I think they did Boba Fett. I think they did. Fuck, I don't remember. Tom, you can update us in the chat. Sorry, oh, bro. We've we've actually had a couple of other people join the chat. I was in, I was on. Uh, Steve, uh, Rogue One Radio. Hey, Rogue One. Hannah and Hector. Hey, Hector. Hey, Hannah. And don't forget to smash that like button. If you are new to the channel, click subscribe and then click that bell to be notified when we go live, which should be almost every friggin' Tuesday night from here on out. Yes. You can find news and views on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can email us at usedandabusedpod at gmail.com. Our website is usedabusedpod.com. There you can find links to all of our episodes, links to our YouTube videos, replays of our live shows, link to our merch store, and link to our Patreon under the Donate tab. You can leave us a message and also click subscribe to be notified by email when new audio-only episodes is available. I still think it should be are available. Yeah, are available. Go to tpublic.com, search for Used Abuse Pod, all lowercase for our merch store. There are t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, face masks, onesies, coffee mugs, and etc. As a reminder, all links are in the show notes and pinned to the top of our Twitter page. Yes. And Kim, I'm kind of curious. What? What are we doing in March? We're doing March Music Madness 2022. We're going we are doing Rat tonight. We'll do Chris Ledude next week with Colby. With my, yeah, with, with your nephew, with, my son. Yeah. 
Uh, meatloaf with on March fifth, people be uh, doing meat meatloaf. Loaf with with General Shinobi. March twenty second is him with my niece Hannah and her husband Mikey. And the 29th... we'll be doing Reba McIntyre with, with Hannah. Hannah. And yeah. then for the shits and giggles, the first Tuesday of April, we're gonna be doing Lion King with Hannah. Yes, we are. Can't wait to be king. <laughs> why I agreed to that shit. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. But yes, today we are doing... So what we're thinking of, just kind of give everybody... One, I'm thinking actually about dropping that picture onto StreamYard. Or not StreamYard, fucking... It's on StreamYard. Onto uh, T Public. Yeah. And make that a shirt. And even though we're going to do another music episode in uh, the, the, the August of this year, there will only be one annual March Music Madness. Oh, hey, look, Nightbot's in the fucking link, is it? Yeah, and he deleted. No, not right now, Rogue One, but definitely we'll, we will be doing docking because I love docking. Yes. And so. What? But, Thomas timed out by Nightbot. Why? why? Oh, motherfucker. Sorry, Tom. Uh, what the hell did he, what did he hit? I don't know. Uh, all right, you talk. I will try to. We're going to try and fix this so we can get Tom back in the chat because Nightbot timed him out for some reason. Fucker. Uh, symbols. I, yeah. I didn't have it say symbols. Motherfucker. All right, hang on a minute. Hopefully this doesn't fuck everything. So talk, Kim. What'd you do this week? Well, I'm trying to fix shit. Do this week? I've been working. Working? Working for a weekend. So... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, fucking. It like totally deleted all of Tom's messages. Of course it did. What did it fucking do? Ban him? No, just said it timed him out. Or timed out. How about time? I guess time out does the same fucking thing. Good lord. Ugh. I don't like. We're doing this shit live. I know. I hate Nightbot. Sorry, Tom. He's back. <laughs> him is a bad thing somehow. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hey, no, I'm trying to get this motherfucker up. <laughs> right, DB? Sorry. Fuck. I, I don't know how... Oh, okay. Wait, let me get this off the screen. Oh, my God. I'm, like, all confused what the fuck we're doing now. Sorry, I didn't mean to come Wrong fucking button. <laughs> I got rid of us. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be a shit show already. No, it's not. Oh, God damn. Sorry, Tom. Oh, my God. Sorry, Tom. Oh, this fuck is even well overloaded up. I'll be happy. Oh, I just froze. And we froze on there. Uh, yeah. No. All right. You keep watching it. Okay. Now we're not frozen. I'm trying to open up another program just so I can get in there and zero. Yeah. What fucking symbols? Oh, you know what? You know what? I know how to fix this shit right now. Fuck this shit. Yeah, wait, where can I do this at? I know how to fix it. Okay. Well, we're going to fix this because we don't want anybody being timed out or yeah, banned I, from I, our I chat. Because, oh, Lord. Because of what they put in there. What? I mean, like symbols? I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, we don't want that to happen again. <laughs> Zero. God damn. Zero, right? Yeah. Oh Push zero if you want to talk to a customer service representative. 
You are waiting for it to pull up. <laughs> That's what she said. She's also waiting for it to pull out. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna just see if I can do this okay. this way. He's gonna actually. See. I'm gonna do it off my fucking phone. Yeah, we're gonna way s- too fucking long. Yeah, he's. We're gonna see if we can do something off the phone here. The computer's not happy. No, it, the computer's um, giving us doesn't want to work for us right now. Okay. So. <laughs> He says, I mentioned him, and it's called spamming symbols, which doesn't make no sense to me. Shit. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. He's smaller. Great. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, lovely. That would definitely be my luck. <laughs> All right. Um, well, as far as my last, as far as the weekend went last weekend, it was pretty busy. That's good. So, I mean, we were busy, but Monday was a Monday. I mean, Monday's Monday. Sunday was race day. Yeah. So, race was pretty good. All right. But Monday was Monday. It's always a Monday. Monday's not my favorite day of the week. All right. Yeah. He did H I H period dot period I period dot M period dot. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> six fucking exclamation points. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Good one, Tom. Don't do any more in, the, in, the, in there yet, Tom, until I get this fucking changed. No, oh, fuck. no he says Daybot fighter of Nightbot. Ah, ah. Good lord. We're changing it because we I'm don't. Trying to change it. We're trying to change it because that was just not know. good. Because I know which one that is. It's not good. The the nightbot did that. So. All right, there we go. All right, accessing symbols. The hell? It... All right, fine. What? Uh, there we go. I'll. I'll. I'll I, it was originally set at eight. Oh. At eight, so I'll smack that fucker to fifty. Yeah, exactly. I guess I didn't, I didn't look at the fucking settings on that. Matter of fact, that time out length on that says huh. 600 seconds. Let's just make it 60 seconds, a minute. Yes. We're going to make it a minute. If anybody does fucking 50 goddamn symbols. Then they're, they're just, they're keypad happy. <laughs> but I just said the fucking 50. Yeah. That should now keep everybody from getting allies at the fucking microphone. Sorry, guys. Yeah. There. That All should right. be keep everybody in the chat and not getting timed out or from Nightbot. Well, since Nightbot thinks he can time everybody Jesus. out. Well, <laughs> it's because it, I know what I was thinking. Because you get some of those, uh, you get some people in here, and that's all they fucking do. Uh, yeah. And not like Tom, not like DB. No, oh, but fact, no. Well, well, look at this emotes. What do I got excess of emotes at? Oh shit! Turn that fucker off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might want to turn it up so that. So they don't get timed out for emos. <laughs> emos was at three. <laughs> but, but the problem was to see, I, I know like the emotes around most of this stuff is not 
does not go to what? <laughs> what am I missing in the fucking chat? <laughs> okay, okay. All right, I think we're set, guys. Oh my god. Okay, so Tom said. Should have done a test of fucking Nightbot. <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom said Daybot, oh. fighter of the Nightbot. And then reference all these on the incident is, yeah, now that he says, fight me, Nightbot, come on, oh, bro. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> your mother was, hey, isn't your mother with a snowblower? <laughs> your mother was a snowblower. I can't do that, boys. All right. Fuck. <laughs> That's for sure, circuit. Oh, Lord. Right. Oh, shit. All right. Now, I think we got Nightbot. So mad, Nightbot. I got you. <laughs> and your father smelled of other berries. <laughs> Breathe, Kim. Breathe. Give me a super <laughs> Rubber. <laughs> really? She gonna start snorting. I'm waiting for it. She's gonna start fucking snorting. Fucking rails. Exactly. <laughs> drink, Kim. Drink. <laughs> drink, Kim. Take a drink. <laughs> what is that tequila? No, it's not tequila. That's what they all say. Vodka. Oh. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Are you good now? I'm good. I'm good. Sure about that? Uh-huh. MJ Hens. How's it going, guys? All Hi. is well. We're doing good. We're doing good. <laughs> Except for Kim's already coughing up a lung. Yeah. All of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> oh Lord, that was because, yeah. <laughs> All right, you know, I know I want there was something I wanted to bring up. You were talking about bringing that to T Public. Oh yeah, I was gonna yeah, uh -huh. we're, gonna, we're but, gonna have that as a T-shirt. Mm -hmm. We are. And if I get rid of the bottom half, you can see that the well, it, it will include the uh, the time the time zones. Yeah, time it will. Zones. The yep. times, oh mm -hmm. God! Yeah, it shows off the rails tonight. Oh yes, it is. Oh wait, I forgot we don't have rails. <laughs> no, we don't. Where we're going, we don't, don't need, need rails. rails. You tried to say roads. I, I heard did. you. I did. I did. I love changing shit on you. It makes it easy and fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All righty. Okay, I think we can. I don't think we got anything else going on, do we? No. Do we do we do we? Not that I'm aware of. We don't. Oh, no. Nope. Nope. So let's check everybody out. 
And as you see, hopefully now Nightbot is only putting up the damn links like it's supposed to be. Hopefully. If not, I'll get rid of the goddamn thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh. Image about, about to go set a raccoon trap and bring back memories of <laughs> Oh, my gosh. They're back? Dang. Yeah, I yeah. do remember that night. I do remember that mm-hmm. night. Yeah, because we were watching it. We were yeah. watching them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. I mean, seriously, you know, check out MJ's Happy Hens channel. They got ducks now. They're too freaking badass. Yeah. Yep. Love the ducks and the chickens. Mm. Oh, I can't do it. Fuck it. All right. That was a weak attempt. I need to put that on the soundboard. Uh, you do. But I don't have it on here. Nope. I don't. I know you I don't. don't. I know. <laughs> okay. So I know I remember what I was wanting to talk about. Oh my gosh. I now remember. We'll stop sharing that screen. We'll bring up another share screen because I want to talk about this. What did we watch over the weekend, Kim? Okay. We, what did you fall asleep during and I watched? Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, oh, my goodness. Can't remember. We lost the race from Fontana. Yes, we did. NASCAR race. Yes. With the new cars. And damn, what was this show? Yes, it was. It was actually a good race. Maybe one, I don't know if it's all new car, or if it's part of it's because of NASCAR or not, not because of NASCAR, because of the mm-hmm, track. And we mm-hmm. haven't been in the track for almost a, for over a year. Yeah. And the fact that they use PJ1, they use the resin. Yes, they did. By the way, just so you know, you guys can't see it because I don't have Kim up there, but she just curled her fucking lip when I said PJ1. Anyways, Nita Strauss, guitarist yes. for Alice Cooper. Yes. Played the friggin' national anthem. Oh, I loved that, that version. For, for, the, for the race. Uh-huh. I love that version. Well, it's not, I love that version. I just happy she played it and not anyone else. I know, but I like the version that she played. Yeah, it was pretty cool. What do you guys think of AEW? Um, hey, Tom, uh, have you listened to any of Jim Cornette's podcasts? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, honestly, I've watched it once. Yeah. And I can't honestly say that it's something that we watch regularly. I don't. Why well, hell? I only watch WWE, WWE regularly. regularly. Yeah, wrestling is something we don't really watch regularly. But yeah, I, I mean the episode. I, I mean it was a couple years ago. Oh, he's got two. He's got uh, he's got uh, Jim's Jim Cornette's drive through. Uh huh. And then Jim Cornette's experience. Experience. Yeah, and. They, they, they both download or begin uh, every once a week. Or, yeah, once a week, yes. Once a week on both shows. Uh-huh. Two shows a week. One's usually supposed to be just uh, Question, questions. Questions, which is through the which is the drive-through, and, and then the other one is, is straight up uh, talk rest, about current rest, wrestling sleep. and then breaking down breaking down gym. the week, weeks <laughs> shows and from NXT to AEW to yeah. Oh, whoa! There we go. That's right. I forgot Steve does have a, mm-hmm. a, a does have a uh, podcast, a pro wrestling podcast. Uh-huh. That's right, he does. I forgot about that. Yes. Sorry, Steve. Forgot. But yeah, I mean, really, Tom, I have not, I've only watched, I've watched it early on. Uh and it did no difference to me. As far as WWE goes, it's shit. 
Huh? And just for our listeners, his pro, his pro. Uh, hey, if you're into pro wrestling, check out Around the, the ring. ring. Yes. <laughs> See, I haven't watched WWE in years. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I don't, I, I need to go check out AEW one. So I mean, I, as far as Cornette goes. Uh-huh. He pretty much, I mean, we all know he bashed everything in the 90s. Yes. He hated the fucking 90s. We did. We know that. I think that's why I listened to him. because I, I just uh-huh. love listening to him uh-huh. bash everything. With, with, uh, with the exception of the most recent Royal Rumble, which was crap, I fell oh. out of wrestling a while. Uh, yeah, I mean. And then DB, he fell out of wrestling a while back, kept meaning to get back into it, never have time. Yeah, DB, I mean, what I mean, nice, I guess, like with WWE, with it being on, and I think the one thing that really pisses me off with WWE is they moved everything to the Peacock Network, got rid of the friggin' WWE Network, and then once they did that, they kid-friendly everything. NBC has been in there. Kid-friendly and everything. Yeah, I mean, like the whole fucking Attitude Era is like kid-friendly, yeah. They, they just beat the, they just censored the fuck out of it, and it pisses me off. Yeah. Anyways. Maybe one of these we'll get into it. Okay, so all right, AEW is worth watching. Okay, all right, cool. I need to, uh, I need to go check it out again. Yes. You know, just for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to be a huge pro wrestling fan. Oh, I know you did. You know, I mean, early '90s, I got out of it for a mm-hmm. bit, like right yeah. after '91, after Survivor Series that year. Mm-hmm. I got out of wrestling for a while, and then I came back to wrestling. Just as hell, just right around when Hall and Nash showed up on WCW. Uh-huh. Because for me, I never watched WCW yeah. at all. It's okay, Steve. You're not taking over our anything. Hell no, bro. No, that's what this is all about. <laughs> this, is, this is why our shows go forever, bro. Yeah. Because we because we, we interact with our chat. We chat. I mean, yeah. it's fun, man. Rest, I mean, I love talking about wrestling. I mean, uh, for me, I love talking about the 80s, what I grew up on. And then talking about the 90s, the late 90s with the Attitude Era when you got, you know, yeah, WCW, w. when Hall and Nash showed up on WCW w. television, yep. which for me was the first time I really paid attention mm-hmm. to WCW. Where he says, you know who I am, but you know why, I'm, but you don't know why I'm Yo, here. you know who I am, mm-hmm. but you don't know why I'm, I'm here. here. And I remember when they introduced the Outsiders. Well, I do too. And then I remember after waiting for that pay-per-view, uh fuck was it bash at the beach it was bash at the beach yes when you're waiting to find out who the third member yep. of, of the outsiders was gonna yep. be yep. and then it fucking it's hulk hogan like what the fuck uh-huh That's my, my childhood was destroyed at that moment yeah that, i watched <laughs> that bash at the beach <laughs> so yeah i know but yeah and then <laughs> of course wwe started taking off a little bit started getting better uh-huh you know i mean the introduction i i always live by i always love the one thing that Shawn michaels always said when he came back after uh-huh. a while when he came back and said i was dx before but DX, dx was, was cool. cool yeah it's like dude i love dx before dx was cool uh-huh but aew has a pay-per-view coming up that will be worth watching okay cool all right and then thompson batten didn't really enjoyed the invasion storyline i think they're doing wrestling subject on the posse nice Cool, cool, cool. In DBS, Hollywood Hogan. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, 
I need to get back in. I would love to get back into it. Uh-huh. Just because I think it's something missing from my childhood. My grandfather got me into it. Uh-huh. Because when we moved to Oregon, we were watching March it. 4th. I, we're we're sidebarring right now before we can get into it. Yeah. But my grandfather got me into it when we moved to Oregon and we were watching local Portland wrestling from Portland, Oregon. Oh, that was when the territories and, were in. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is the back in the territory days. days. Yeah. And one of the one of the stars in the Portland area was Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yes, yeah, so you got to see him even before he became oh, yeah. a big a big name in the right. WWF so, later WWE. So when yeah, so when in the 80s when we moved back to Nevada and, and you know I'm starting to watch WWF. Mm-hmm. And here he comes out and we're like, dude, I love this guy. Yeah. But I also like Hulk Hogan too. Uh-huh. I was never right. I, I'm one of those weird ones. Where I, <laughs> March 6th, not, oh, not 4th. 4th. That's cool, man. That's fine. It's all good. She'd be like, I'm going past the house. Her little girl's wolf pack tune. Yes! Yes! I love that fucking wolf pack tune, dude. I, 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 when we did the episode with Jason Roscombe, top 10 wrestling songs, that was, I can't remember if that was in my top 10 or not. It was. But, it was. I love that Wolfpack NWO version. Yes, that was in your top 10. In fact, I think it was your number one. No, DX is my number one. Yeah, I think it was number two then. And then, Tom, I got this DVD set that covers all of the DX hijinks. Fucking A. Nice. You know, what, you know what we need to do? What? We need to, like, t- we'll tabletop this, or tabletop it. If you want to put it on top of a table, just make sure it's got a got a centerpiece and a and a tablecloth on it. And we'll table yeah, top it. Yeah, my brain just went. Are you trying to say we're going to table this? Yes. And we're going to ta- bring the right. subject up later and f- find out who would like to come on and discuss this with us? Yes. And that is one reason why I do want to start watching mm-hmm. AEW again. Is because, or start watching it is because He's, I know Punk is back. Yeah, Punk is on there. Uh, and he definitely he is yeah. best in the world. He is. And so is Brian, Brian <laughs> Danielson. Conan, yeah. Uh-huh. T- okay, before we table anything, one the coolest thing that ever happened to me and would have been your sister. Uh-huh. We got to go our first wrestling live show. Thank you, Brian Danielson. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> our first first time I ever went to a wrestling show, mm-hmm. you know, for me and her was in Reno, Nevada. Yes. In 2005. Mm-hmm. And we got to, we went to a live taping of SmackDown. Yeah. We were roughly, I think, eight rows back from the ringside bell. Uh huh. That night, we got to watch uh, Benoit take on Booker T. Oh, that's right. That's when she was trying. That's when he, he had sh- uh, his wife, Charmaine. Char- Charmel. Charmel going like this. Yeah. And, and she fucking went to go crack fucking Benoit with a fucking chair. Uh huh. Um, and then was that the same one that she tried to get to the very other side of the ring because she thought you were gonna <laughs> get in trouble? What? So you're gonna, no, no, oh, no, no, okay. that was a house show. Oh, okay, no, that was later. <laughs> okay, that was the next year. Okay, but yeah, and then uh, I, that was actually an, an invasion angle going on at that point. Uh-huh. We had uh, Raw was coming in to go after SmackDown because. Edge, Chris Masters, 
And I think that was it that showed up uh-huh. on SmackDown that night. So it was kind of fucking cool. Yeah. But yeah, that was my first first shot at going to a wrestling show was live taping SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Then in May of 2006, what you're talking about, we went to a house show. Okay, that's when she... And that's, what that's she, when Booker... Uh, uh, fucking Booker T was taking on uh, Bobby Lashley for yes, King of the Ring. Yes. And I'm fucking Booker T come run, is coming out, walking out with Charmel. And I'm like... Lashley's gonna kick your ass. You're not gonna. I'm just fucking screaming at him. Also, he fucking Booker T just comes and I'm standing up and he's up, you know, six uh-huh. foot something. And I'm just like this. And I'm just waiting. I'm like, you and your sister, yes, is backing up into your brother because she literally thinks I'm gonna become the fucking blue side. It's gonna be blue side oh all over all uh-huh. over again, but now real life uh-huh. from Ray Stevens. I mean, she's like, she she couldn't believe it. And then we went like intermission when some people we knew from our old hometown were like, I knew that was fucking you yelling. Uh-huh. I oh, do yeah. not recognize that voice, but yeah. yeah. Anyways. <sighs> yes, Ric Flair was another good one, too. Woo! <laughs> that fight blew all your speakers. I'm sorry. sorry. I apologize. Steve has been in wrestling events yet this year. Dang, dude. Went to a few last year, though. All right. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, we're going to have to table this. We're going to have to def- yeah, definitely well, get a bunch of us. Yeah. Get, get some things worked out and have a wrestling month. Well, yeah. I would say we could do it in April, but we're April fucking booked. Yes, we do. Damn it. I know. Damn. I know. Damn, damn. I know. Damn, damn, damn. Where's that kid? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, he wins. Before we, you want to get in the rat? Yeah, we'll get sure? into our main topic for tonight, which Let's is get, rats. Let's go down in the basement and grab some rodents. As long as they're white rats, that's fine. Or rats a rat. No. Do a Patreon exclusive. Ex- hey, yeah, that's an idea. Yeah. That's an idea. Yeah, I need I and I, I get back to do my Patreon exclusive episodes. Yes. And you can do that. You just won't be able to include me. Why? I can record me anytime. We're not. Do- I don't. Don't do live patreons. Oh, that's right. I don't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Spit out. All right. Anyway, as long as we're gonna go get some white rats and no any gray rats that might be carrying diseases, I'm what? fine. Oh, there it is. Wait, fuck, did we move more? Uh, yes, dear. All right. Gotta keep hydrated. Yes, I know, dear. In this fucking heat. Yes, dear. Would you like me to start? We're on the right side of hell now. Yes, we are. Would you like me to begin? Begin. All right. Rat is. No, don't begin. Yeah, go ahead. Rat is an American glam metal band formed in San Diego, 1977, that had significant commercial success in the 1980s. Why are they pinning them in with the glam band? Because they are a glam band. With their albums having... They had fucking makeup on. Okay. <laughs> having been certified gold, platinum, and multi-platinum by the RIAA, the group is best known for their singles Round Round. Round and r- Round Round. It's round, round and, and round. round. And Lay It Down. Both, Lay It Down. W- both of which charted in the top 40 of the Billboard Top 100. Other songs such as Wanted Man... You're in Love, Dance, and Way Cool Jr. also charted on the Hot 100. The band's classic line... Well, the origins of Rat. Let's start. Let's go early years, 1973 to 82. We don't need to read it all. All right. 
Orders of the Rat date back to 1973 in Hollywood with a band called Fire Dome, founded by senior Stephen Piercy with a few friends. In 74, the band broke up with Piercy forming, forming, forming Crystal Pistol. The name Crystal Pistol involved into Mikey Rat and, and Mickey, Rat. Mickey Rat at some point in 1977. Hey, baby, you want to see my Crystal Pistol? Sure. Oh my God! Can you fuck me? God damn it! Read. Just fucking read. <laughs> Guitarist Robin Robin Crosby. Night, Tom. <laughs> Night, Tom. Guitarist Robin Crosby in those same years had been a member of of the band's Metropolis. With oh fuck! I'm red. Tom. You're pretty fucking red too. <laughs> Tommy. Askawa and Paramore McCarty, Excalibur, Phenomenon, Secret Service, and Mac Media with Askawa. All right. Mickey Rat went through various lineup changes. Members included guitar- guitarist Jakey Lee. Mm-hmm. Who that is? I have a vague idea. Who do you think he is? I'm not sure, but... You can't say you have a vague idea. Well... And... <laughs> I wasn't there for you to actually answer it. <laughs> Anyways, you know who Jakey Lee is? No. He is, he played guitar for Ozzy. Oh, okay, that's right. And if I remember right, I believe he started playing on Ozzy's albums, uh, the, the Dark Bark at the Moon. Okay. Through Ultimate Sin. Okay, you, that's right. That's where I heard that name. You did mention that to me. Chris Hager. He was a member of Rough Cut. Mm-hmm. And Bob D. Lelis. Bassist Matt Thor. Thor. Tim Garcia and Dave Jellison. And drummer John Turner and Bob Einsberg. Places out. No, I'm just joking. The various Mickey Rat, Rat lineups released several demos, compilations, and live concert recordings on Piercy's indie record label, Top Fuel Re- Records. In 1980, to increase their chances of landing a recording contract with a major label, the band recorded a single called Dr. Rock, Driving on E, which was given to fans at their early Los Angeles club shows. In 1981, the band's name was shortened to Rat. Crosby played with the band later in the year. Guitarist Warren D. Martini, recommended by Lee, joined the band in January of 1982, bassist Gene Hunter from Jakey e. Lee's Teaser and drummer Kurt Mayer, who played drums on the early Tell the World, written by Piercy, was the first recording that was featured on the compilation Metal Massacre. Tempor- Metal Massacre 1, temporarily played in Rat before the arrival of Bobby Bl- Blotzer, ex-Vic Vic Vergate, and Juan Crocher. Previously with Dawkins and musical and musically active since 1973, Dean Martini also 18 years old when he was was only 18 years old was only 18 years old when he was called up to Los Angeles to join Rat. At the time, he was attending college in San Diego and was reluctant to drop out to join 
a band that had so far had only limited success. Success. Mark Torren briefly re- okay. replaced D. Martini through, though he returned in time for the recording of their EP, their first EP later in 1982. Okay, so Mark Torn, do you know that name? Probably not. No, I don't. All right, so Mark Torn actually became the lead singer of Bullet Boys. Oh, okay. So just to give you an idea there, kind of okay. how these guys kind of go in. Well, this is like, I mean, just a sidebar real quick. It's just like Slash fucking tried out for Poison. Mm-hmm. And he ended up with Guns N' Roses. Thank God. Could you imagine Slash and Drag? Oh, good God, no. All right, so where are we going to, Kim? Where, where, what era are we talking about? We are talking about the Rat EP, Out of the Cellar, and Invasion of Your Privacy. Okay, we don't have uh, Rat Alice, or uh, blah, 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 Invasion of Your Privacy on LP yet, but there's an EP. And... Oh, fucking hand in the right. And Rat Out of the Cellar. Man. Now, these are the first three albums. These, well, okay, EP is just an EP extra okay. production. Okay, so the actually the EP was just an EP, but in right. but out actually, of the sailor, out of the cellar, an invasion did of you your just pride. say out of the sailor. Yes. Hey Charles. Hey Charles. Oh, out of the sailor. <laughs> out of the cellar, an invasion of your privacy yes. were the first two full length studio albums. Correct. And this is going to cover the year 1983 through 1985. Correct. In July 1983, Rat signed with the production company Time Coast Music. The company was run by the band's then singer, Marshall. Then singer? Then manager, sorry, Marshall Burl. Burl. Time Coast had previously issued records by Spirit and the Alley Cats. Okay, do you know who Marshall Burl is? No, but I've heard of the Alley Cats. Okay, well, uh, Marshall Burl is the, uh, God damn it, I just went blank. I believe he is the nephew of, yes, he is the nephew of Milton Burl. I've heard Milton of Milton Burl. Yeah. Comedian. Mm-hmm. Kind of does some, did uh-huh. some cross dressing back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, I know who you. I know who you're talking about. Okay. Released in 1983, the band's self-titled EP sold over 100,000 copies. The band grew in popularity on the Hollywood LA club circuit, selling out multiple shows on weekends. Stephen Piercy and Rosbin Crosby co-wrote the band's first single, "You Think You're Tough," which found its way onto local radio stations KLOS and KMET. The album cover featured guitarist Robin Crosby's girlfriend at the time, Tiny Contain. Who would later on appear on White Snake's music videos? Didn't she also appear on the front of Invasion of Your Privacy too? No, she was on the front cover of Out of the Cellar. Oh, the but cellar. We're not there yet. We're only okay. on the first uh, EP. All right. Sister's fucking legs anyway. I like eBay. No. Hey, it's legs. Okay. She's got legs. Exactly. The self-titled independent EP was well received, and the band was signed by Atlantic Records. Rat immediately started writing and recording their first full-length full-length album, Out of the Cellar, was released in March 1984 and was praised by both fans and critics. Piercy's Rapsy Rapsby yet bluesy vocals were noted noted for melting meddling meddling with the damn you meddling kids. 
Yes. With the pyrotechnic pyrotechnic guitar playing of twin leads, Crosby, Andy, Martini, combining the then prevalent, prevalent, yeah, Van Halen and Aerosmith, Aerosmith influenced bravado elements, bravado, bravado elements with then novel muted Staccato. Staccato guitar picking style of Judas Priest, Tawny Katane, who was previously in a relationship with... Why are we Crosby. talking about her again? Oh, because she was on the album Yeah. Cover. Who was previously in a relationship with Crosby agree, agreed to appear on the cover of their debut full-length album. She also appeared in their video, Back for More, and on their EP from the previous year. Right, well, we already talked about that, so I don't know why we got to double that back up. Anyway, so let's talk about Back for More for a minute. So they're talking about Tony Katane was in that music video, right? You know yes. who else was in that fucking music video? Who? Not only, but Robin Crosby's one of his best buddies. Also the fucking bass player of Motley Crue. Oh, Nikki. Nikki Six. Yeah. And Tommy Blee, both playing fucking cops. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> the part's so fucking hilarious. I know it is. Especially when I think about it. At that time, 84, Crew, Nikki had just... You know, crew just recorded, had just got done with, or on the Shout the Devil tour, and they one of the songs on there is "Knock 'Em Dead, Kid," which in the liner notes says "Dedicated to the LAPD." Yes, <clears throat> yes. I think it's kind of funny. Yes, it was. The album scored much radio and MTV play with songs like "Round Around," which peaked at number twelve on the Billboard Hot 100, and again, and again in 2020 on the Billboard Rock Rock Digital Sales Chart, peaking at number eighteen. On June 4th, 2020. That's because everybody was at home and didn't have nothing to do. And a lot of people just fucking, hey, let me play that one again. Yeah, and it also appeared on Rock Band, too. You want to explain what Rock Band is since you just sidebarred into Rock Band? It was a PlayStation game. It was also an Xbox game. Also an Xbox game. And they had different songs from different artists. And this was one of them that appeared on there. That you could... No, it fucking... Oh, no, God. Okay, it was a constant on there. Let's put that way. It was constant. Every time you did something, round and round, it came up. First fucking song or second fucking song. Every time you fucking, boom. Every time you try to move along in the game, no, you had to play fucking round and round, round and round. And you finally get sick of that fucking song. Well, yeah, but I mean, you're you're doing it. I mean, you're doing the history of it, so why not pop that in there? <laughs> Even a fraction of their hair today. I got you, bro. Oh, neighbor's home with the motorcycle. Oh. All right. Our apologies. I just said it right off. All right. So, uh, all right. Wanted man, back and forth, and lack of com- communication. The we're, vi- also, we're also uh, singles off that album. The video for Round Around was notable. For his guest appearance by Marshall Burl's uncle, Milton Burl, as we talked before, mm-hmm. in his uncle Milty drag character, out of summer became a commercial success, going platinum three times over in the United States and making rap stars at home and abroad. The album release was capped off by a successful world tour that saw the band sell out stadiums and arenas worldwide. Out of the Cellar is widely regarded as a band's best work and definitive moment in the 1980s. I don't know why I put heavy metal. It should be hard rock. While Rand Around scored at number 61 on BH1's greatest hard rock song show. 
The band's successful full-length album. Second album. The band's second Second. full-length album, Invasion of Your Privacy, was released in July 1985. It peaked at number seven, which is the same peak position that Out of the Cellar attained. The album met with mostly positive reactions from fans and critics. All Music has called it another batch of solid pop metal tunes. It contained favorites, You're in Love, number 99, Hot 100, and Lay It Down, which made number 40 on the Hot 100. That assured the band's present, the band assured the band a presence on radio and MTV. Footage from the band's performance at Hirsch Memorial Coliseum in Shreveport, Louisiana, and the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi, Mississippi, were featured in the video to You're In Love. Martini and Crosby's impressive guitar solos and Percy's sexual lyrics helped to further define the rat sound. Although it did not achieve the sales figures or the status of their debut invasion of your privacy, nonetheless, nonetheless was certified double platinum, selling over 2 million copies only in the U.S. The band toured extensively in the United States and Japan, playing a total of 112 shows. In August 1985, the band played on the Monsters of Rock Festival in Castle Donington, England. Sidebar for a minute. That is one... If I could go back to the fucking 80s for anything, Mm -hmm. would be to go over to England, go to Donington for the Monsters of Rock shows. Yes. Oh, my God. They have some fucking lineups. Oh, I know. I know. And I guarantee it probably cost you about 20 bucks per fucking front row. Oh, I'm sure it would. The model invasion's cover is Playboy Playmate Marine Garvati. Sure. Who also made an appearance in the Lay It Down music video. Using a female model on the album cover later became a trend copied by many glam metal bands of the 80s, including Great White and Slaughter. Invasion of Your Privacy was displayed by the Parent Music Resource Center at a congressional hearing dealing with the parental advisory labels. A couple of months after the album's release, the band released a home video called a home video called Rat the Video. We have featured music videos from Rat EP, Out of the Cellar, and Invasion of Your Privacy. The video was first commercially available at first commercially available video to achieve gold status status. Gold sales status. Good God, not becoming you. I know. In the USA and eventually reached platinum. Now we're gonna move on. We to better. the next series of we better huh? we better what? we better move on because if we don't I'm going to okay. blow oh yeah this this year is dancing undercover and reach for the sky and this is a 1986 to 1989 years rats next really- you know can we sideboard for a minute that was a fucking those four albums were a steal on eBay yeah they were yeah, they were. We got them like fucking what, 2018. Yeah, we did. We did. That's a long time. Four years ago. Four years ago. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Continue. That's fine. Rat's next release was "Dancing Dancing Undercover" in August 9, 1986. The album was a relative dis- <laughs> yeah a relative disappointment with most music critics at the time of its release, and it took on a heavier sound than the other ones in the previous albums from a commercial standpoint. However. The album kept Rat's string of consecutive platinum albums alive. All right, I'm going to stop you for a minute. I'm going to sidebar. 
Charles said in the chat, Rat, Great White, and Slaughter, certainly in order I had on one of my mixtapes. Yes. And uh, then Little Girl popped out, so did DB. Yes. <laughs> yes. In the United States, popular tracks generated by the album include Dance and Slip of the Lip. In an effort to be taken more seriously, Rat broke from the tradition of featuring a woman on the cover. Instead, they opted for the gritty black and white portraits of each of the five band members. Likewise, the album does not contain a single power ballad amongst its 10 tracks and even features experimental throwaways into thrashier, heavier sounds. I don't know why they went with thrashier. That's wrong. Yes. The song that reflected this shift most strikingly was Body Talk, which was featured on the soundtrack of 1986 Eddie Murphy film, The Golden Child. Child. The more straight-ahead style of the album led many fans to believe that Rat was headed in a direction akin to thrash style. I don't know why we listened to the fucking album today, and there's nothing that even makes you think it's that it, they're go, they're heading towards the bands like Anthrax, Megadeth, and Slayer. No, no, not even close. No. However, the slightly experimental undertones of the album were replaced with bluesier sound throughout the band's next three releases. Now, real quick, I want to do something kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So, those of you that we might remember a magazine in the 80s called Metal Edge. Yes. They're back online, and they actually reproduce a lot of their, they've been, re, the guy that owned, owned it has now been reproducing a lot of the original articles from Metal Edge. And this article here is actually from Metal Edge, March 1987. And it talks about uh, last year, Rat Invades Your Privacy with a Platinum second album wildly successful world tour. Now the five Rosh's LA rodents are getting ready to rock arenas once more in support of their latest final effort, Dancing Undercover, on a tour on a tour lead singer Stephen Pierce, he says, will last forever, or at least almost two years, or almost a year. I'm not on here right. Huh? I'm just not on my seat right. Oh. And running down here, this is what Stephen has to say about this album, which I uh, Rat's look has changed slightly this year. The clothes have a new attitude. Clothes get old quick, but music is there forever. Uh, where the hell is it? I should have just copied this somewhere, but I didn't. This is my fault. All right, everything, this is what he has to say about the album. I quote, everything went so smooth this time. Written largely on the road, the album reflects personal experiences. The secrets we tried to hide are all there. This is probably our best record to date. We're still hungry, but we're not starving. He says. So that's what Steven said in 1987. Yes. Just as the album releases. Yep. In an article done August 9th, 2016 on Ultimate Classic Rock, they talk about Dancing Undercover and they talk about what a few of the band members had talked about. And one of the things was Bobby Blosser, the drummer at the time, he was on an, a show or Houses, House of Hairs with uh, Ray Van Horn in 2010. And he said, and I quote, we weren't prepared for that record. And it's common knowledge. Our manager put a $50,000 deposit on a studio and it wasn't refundable, which is what he told us. We weren't ready we were in a very costly recording studio writing songs and working them out, end quote. Which would, me, which would be the reason why none of the songs mesh together. And it looks okay. like they just 
and then it, also in 2010 interview with uh, that Warren D. Martini did on rock and roll cocktails with Jason Miller. He says, and I quote, I think that body talk was pretty heavy song compared to what we had done before. We compared it to lay it down. That was heavy, but mid tempo. I don't think we've done anything as heavy as body talk since the rat EP end quote. But according to Piercy in an 87 article, everything went smooth. Went yeah. smooth. Yeah, but according to the rest of the band, it was not a very good album. Well, and the rest of the band in 2010. In 2010, it wasn't a very good album, which I kind of agree with the rest of the band because it just it was it just sounded like it was thrown together. I oh mean, yeah, when we listened to it today, I I don't those of you that look, they do listen to full out length albums, do you notice like when you're listening to an album, you know, there's like a fucking a flow to an album, you know, it takes you on a little bit of a journey. Well, when we listen to to Dancing Undercover today was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. It's like, it even made me go, okay, now I know why I have not listened to this yeah. album. Why I only listened to it once. Yes. I listened to the three singles off of it. Yes. And that was it. Well, yeah, because it has no flow to it. None. No, there's no fucking flow on this album. Not, no, no flow to tell like a story or anything, you know? And it, it just looks, it just, and you could tell it was worked on as they recorded it in the studio, because you can tell it was not their best work. Right. You can tell it was like, we have to do this because we have to please our manager who put the $50,000 well, I mean, down on the studio. Right. Or, you know, you got to please the record company and whatnot. Yeah. Anyways. And then well, they, when they embarked on the U S tour for dancing on a cover, they took out newcomers poison. Uh huh. And one of the, and I, I, uh, I think it was the, it was the ultimate class of rock one. When I read the rest of that, it, it talked about how poison literally blew them off the fucking stage. Yes. Which is ironic because I knew someone That's who true. went to their show uh-huh. with poison and opening for rat. Uh-huh. And I was told poison sucked, rat was good. Yeah. But yet all the articles I remember ever hearing about poison from back then were how they're blowing rat off the fucking stage. Exactly. As an opening band. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Charles just said the flow is gone and it's about a four minute hit, and then concept albums are few and far between, right? Which are true, yes, very true. I mean, for me, like the last, well, I, I mean, my last favorite concept album or full concept record is Operation Mindcrime, yes, by Queens Ray. Yep, that's my last favorite. That's like the last one I really remember listening to all the way through. Yep. Uh, Anyways, uh, duh, 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 duh. but anyway, so yeah, they were joined. They were joined by Poison, which that Poison, the Poison tour actually was one of the one of the highest grossing tours of 1987. It was. Well, you think about it. I mean, it, it, you got Poison and and Rat, and then you got White Snake opening for Crew. Yes, you do. You know, Crew's on their fucking Girls with Girls tour. That's uh, true. They are. You know, and then also when they're in Europe, Rat did do a lot more rock, Monsters of Rock over there. Yes. Reach for the Sky was released in November 1988, although the album achieved platinum sales status and reached number 17 on the Billboard's album charts. It was widely panned by critics. After this album, the band parted ways with longtime producer Bo Hill. Reach for the Sky nevertheless contained the popular tracks Way Cool Jr. and I Want a Woman, which re- received MTV airplay. And as of 2021, it is the band's last album to be certified as least platinum. Mm-hmm. Rat spent much of 1989 on the road or on a world touring promotion of Reach for the Sky with support from Great White, Warrant, Kicks, and Britney Fox. Yes. The surreal Dolly Esquaz album 
cover featured Dolly-esque. Dolly-esque album cover featured a statue wearing night vision goggles, a human hand emerging from a bundle of twine, a World War II fighter plane, and a wicker chair. The band has remained mum as to what the album cover is supposed to symbolize so as to facilitate the diverse interpretations of their fans. Early pressings of the album cover revealed the breast part of the statue as requested by lead singer Stephen right. Per... Which would have been back here on the back cover. Yeah. Steve... You guys can see this, but I'm yeah. going to try to do it quick. Anyway, there's a little stamp there in gold that says this is a promotional use record and needs to be returned to the record company. Mm-hmm. Too bad. Too bad. Anyway, uh, Stephen Piercy. According to Piercy, he wanted to use the vision of cover. Charles, but the, in, in the, the, the attention span is no longer there for a one-hour music journey. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I agree. <laughs> uh, he wanted to use the, the that version of the cover by the other band members featured that this cover would keep the record out of certain music stores. Right. So now we're going to go to Detonator, Turmoil, and Hiatus, 1990 through 96. Rat's fifth album, Detonator, was released in August of 1990. Sir Arthur Payson took over as producer for the band following Reach for the Sky. The album garnered mixed reactions. Critics claimed it lacked the live-sounding energy of the band's earlier work. While some of that, some, while some that the band was maturing and striving to expand their sound. Detonator issued Giving Yourself Away and Loving You's a Dirty Job. The band co-wrote most of the album's songs with Desmond Child while John Bon Jovi appeared as a guest background vocalist on Heads I Win, Tells You Lose. Oh, really? During the seven shows of the Japanese leg of Detonator tour in February 91, Crosby's substance abuse caused his playing to become increasingly inconsistent on stage. During one particular show, after the band performed two songs using non-standard tuning, Crosby did not properly switch out guitars well with his guitar, guitar technician. As a result, he was not in tune with the band for the next two songs. The last show of the band's Japanese tour in Osaka turned out to be Crosby's last with Rat. When the band returned to the United States, Crosby checked into a rehab facility and Rat continued on with, the, with Michael Schenker formerly of Scorpions, and Macaulay, he was formerly with Michael Shanker, formerly of Scorpions, UFO, Michael Shanker Group, and Macaulay Shanker Group. In February. Okay, well, they're going to skip a bit here for a minute. Night, Charles. Night, Charles. So, also in 91. Thank you for coming. Rat ended up releasing a greatest hits called Rat and Roll. Uh, 81 to 91 and on that album or on that was one new song without guitarist Robin Crosby and that new song was Nobody Rides for Free yes, which is played at the end credits of Point Break yes so I just want to bring that little tidbit up yes <laughs> so now we'll jump into February 1992 Piercy exited the group to form a new band called Arcade. He moved on to Vicious Delight in 95 and the Industrial Tinge Vertex in 1996. Robin Crosby started Secret Service, which included bassist Chris Barreto, 
from Samantha 7, Juice 13, and The Odd Fathers. In 93, Crosby performed on Rumba Dog's self-titled debut. In 94, Crosby was diagnosed with HIV, which later developed into AIDS. First reunion and self-titled album, 1996 to 2000. In 1996, the five classic era members of Rat began discussing a reunion and a a subsequent album. Rat eventually moved with a lineup of Piercy, D. Martini, and Blotzer along with new member Robbie Crane, formerly Vince Neil's solo band and PRC's Vertex tour. Right, and Robbie Crane, Robbie Crane plays bass. He played bass on Vince's uh, two solo albums, and then, of course, with PRC and Vertex. Yeah. When the band toured in 1987... 97. When the, board, when the band toured in 1997, they were a four-piece. They were a four-piece. PRC occasionally played guitar during this tour. The band issued a compilation album called College in nineteen nine in July nineteen ninety seven, which consisted of B sides, alternate recordings, and new versions of songs from the Mickey Rat period. In nineteen ninety eight, Rat secured a worldwide deal with with Sony. The self titled Rat album, released in July nineteen ninety nine, featured new material with a more conventional blues rock feel. The album's first single, Over the Edge, did graze the top 40 mainstream rock charts. I'm going to sidebar there for a minute because they say it, it, it garnered, it, it had more of a conventional blues rock feel. No. No, it didn't. I, to me, it felt like they were trying to take the 80s rap music and mash it with the grunge era. Yep. Because Over the Edge, I mean, I can literally hear Alice in Chains in part of Over the Edge. Yeah. And there's a few other songs where I could hear STP. I could hear Nirvana. Yeah. And I was like, really, guys? You yeah. cannot mix the two genres. No. It, Either fucking do one or do the other. Don't do both. Yeah. it That album was not one of my favorites. In fact, that was my... If I had to, that would be the last album that I'd like. Okay. Well, now we're going to jump into 2000, 2006. Two versions of Rat. In 99... In 1999, Rat added Carrie Kelly as a second guitarist. Oh, I'm going to see who this person is. I looked everybody else up. Uh, he's played with uh, Alice Cooper, Slash, Janie Lane, and Vince Neil, and John Waite. Cool. He's been with a few people. Yes, he has. Actually, more than that. Slash of Snake Pit, Skid Row, LA Guns, Warrant. Ah, he's been around with everybody. Pretty White Floyd, Bullet Boys. Wow. Nice. Very nice. Night Ranger, fucking A. Yeah. Right on, dude. Anyways, in January 2000, Piercy left the group again and went on tour with his band Nitronic, which soon after became Rat featuring Stephen Piercy. In 2001, former guitarist Robin Crosby publicly announced that he has H- he was HIV positive. He died on June 6, 2002 from a heroin overdose. He was 42 years old. On May 11, 2006, Rat was profiled on VH1's Behind the Music. During the group's inactive years, present day and former members continue to work on their own side projects. Second reunion, 2006 to 2008. On December 1, 2006, the, web, the website Metal Sludge reported that Piercy and Crocher would reunite with, Blotz, with Blotzer and Martini. On December 4th, 2006, Jizzy Pearl announced on his message board 
that he was no longer a member of the band. On March 17, 2007, another website stated that Rat would go on the 2007 tour with Poison and Great White. Later, later that month, month Blabbermouth.net reported that Rat would take a part in the Rock, Rocklahoma Festival on July 13th through the 15th, 2007 in Pryor, Oklahoma. Prior. Prior, Oklahoma. Which original singer, Stephen Piercy, Yo, and man, without you Prior. Cro, 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 Crozier. Crozier, who decided not to participate in the reunion tour. Robbie Crane continued to play bass instead. The summer tour started July 13th. June 13th. The summer tour started June 13th, 2007 at the Biolo, Bilo Center in Greenville, South Carolina and ended August 19th, 2007 at Coors Amphitheater in Denver. The tour, which brought Poison and Rat on stage together for the first time since 1999, visited amphitheaters, festivals, and fairs in such cities as Boston, Detroit, New York, Atlantic City, and Los Angeles. In August of 2008, Sirius Satellite Radio's Hair Nation channel reported that the former Motley Crue senior John Karabi had resigned as rhythm guitarist for Rat and was rumored to be replaced by former Quiet Riot guitarist Carlos Cavazzo. Bobby Blosser confirmed these rumors, stating that Cavazzo was set to replace Karabi and would make his debut with the band on August 27th. His first show with Rat was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Infestation and Hiatus, 2009 to 2011. In April 2009, Loud and Proud Roadrunner Records announced the singing of signing the signing of a worldwide worldwide deal with Rat. The new album Infestation was released in April 2010. Infestation reached number 30 on the Billboard's Top 200 chart. A video was filmed for the album's first single, Best of Me, and the band went on a world tour in support of the album. In a March, 2000, March 18, 2010 interview with Metaholic magazine, Martini said of the new album, Infestation, and I quote, it really exceeded our expectations. Conceptually, we kind of wanted to revisit the period of out of the cellar and invasion of your privacy. We were sort of loosely trying to shoot for something that could fit between those two records. We were looking for more up-tempo ideas and the double leads that Robin Crosby and I started doing back in 1983, end quote. On October 26, 2010, Rat announced that the band would be going on an impotent, indefinite hiatus due to internal tensions. Reunion with Crozier and Second Departure of Percy, 2012-2015. In January 2012, Percy said Rat was in the process of writing material for a new album planned to be released that summer. On March 22nd, bassist Robbie Crane announced his departure from Rat to focus on Lynch Mob. In April 2012, rumors arose original bassist Juan Crozier would rejoin the band that summer. These rumors were confirmed when Crozier played with the with Rat at the M3 Festival on May 12th. Which was at, that, that was actually live on TV. Oh, okay. That was on, oh, God damn it. They call themselves Access TV now. Okay. 
don't remember what the fuck they okay. called themselves back in there, but on April twenty fourth, that shit was live on oh, TV. I remember watching that. Oh, nice! It was like a big fucking eighty show. They had two different fucking. You had the main stage at the festival. And they had like a second or uh-huh. second stage, and were all these fucking eighty bands like Lynch Mob, uh, Quiet. We're not quite right. Um, Rat, Stripe was oh, Striper. Yeah, Striper was there. Fucking I'm trying to remember. Great White. It was a bunch of fucking eighty groups. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. On April 24th, 2014, Piercy announced that he left the band again, explaining he was officially done with having anything to do with them due to the constant turmoil, unresolved business, unresolved business, personal attacks, threats in public forum, and most of all, the disrespect of the fans. To the fans. The disrespect to the fans. Now we're getting into the legal issues and two versions of two rat. more versions of rat. Yeah, 2015 two. to 2018 in June 2015, Blosser formed a band called Bobby Blosser's Rat Experience in August 2015. Crosher formed a touring band that played raps deep cut deep cuts, with the band debuting in September. Within days, Blosser criticized Crosher for using the band's logo, arguing. Trademark infringement. In September 2015, Blosser took over control of WBS, a company he set up with DiMartini and Piercy in 1997 to handle rat business. Over the objection of DiMartini and announced that he had taken control of rat and his rat experience lineup was that the real rat would be embarking on a tour in 2016 titled the American Made Re-Invasion Tour. Within days, Martini spoke out against Blosser using the band name, but Blosser claims he had a legal right to, to do so on his behalf. In October 2015, Martini sued Blosser for allegedly falsifying, falsifying advertising his tribute band as the actual band. On November 5th, 2015, the Los Angeles Federal Court rejected Martini's case. Until early 2017, Blosser toured using the rat the name rat the 2016 reinvasion tour took rat throughout north america their tour also took them to the uk including hard rock hell and london during this time blosser was using the company wbs to sue the band's original basis juan crozier for trademark infringement on november 8 2016 the court granted summary judgment against wbs in favor of crozier finding that the trademark rights had never properly been transferred to WBS and thus were still held by the RAT partnership, partnership under its 1985 partnership agreement. Blotzer had also used WBS to sue Piercy for trademark, infri- trademark infringement in a separate lawsuit, but the lawsuit also failed. On November 29, 2016, Percy, Kosher, and Demartini announced that they had expelled Blotzer from the RAT partnership and announced their own back for more tour. Despite adverse court decisions, Blotzer continued to tour as RAT, with his band claiming the right to do so because final judgment had not yet been entered in the case. In the cases, in 2017, judgment was finally issued. In the Crozier case and Blotzer's WBS filed an appeal to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. In May 2018, the RAT partnership filed suit against Blotzer and WBS for trademark infringement for continuing to perform as RAT after February 2016. 
When it was adjudicated, the WBS had no rights in the rat marks, and Blotzer was expelled from the partnership. In March 2019, the Ninth Circuit affirmed the district court judgment in favor of Crozier and sent the case back to the district court to determine whether WBS and its counsel should be liable for Crozier's attorney's fees. All right, 2018 to present. On June 1st, 2018, it was announced by Bocalus Piercy that Rat would be move forward with him and basis Crozier. It was confirmed that Demartini had departed from, departed from Rat with Cavazzo and DeGrasio following. On July 5th, 2018, it was revealed that Piercy and Crozier would be joined by black and blue drummer Pete Holmes and guitarist Jordan Ziff and Chris Sanders. In February 2020, guitarist Chris Sanders announced his departure from the band along with, with announcing his retirement from the music industry. In, in April 2020, Rat was featured in, in a Geico commercial depicting new homeowners that love their house but nope, nope, had a rat problem. problem. To the dismay of the homeowners, the band is shown performing their hit song Round and Round in different parts of the house. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, all shows in 2020 were rescheduled for 2021. On September 11th, 2020, Piercy announced that the band's upcoming album would not be released until 2021. In January 2021, Piercy expressed interest in making one final Rat album with all the remaining original members. On June 26, Rat announced it announced the addition of guitarist Frankie Lindia of David Ross Sullivan, replacing Chris Sanders. Good guy. Let's fucking sue you, everybody. That's what I, I sue see. you. You sue so, me. Yeah. We sue. That's. I mean, I understand what Piercy wants to do. I, I mean. I, for fans that still want Rat around, one more fucking album with the original, at least the four original members, because you can't get all five because Rob is gone. Yes. R.I.P. Robin. But it'd be kind of cool to get, you know, call mm -hmm. it the final album or something, and mm -hmm. this time, and don't embark on a tour, because obviously they can't no. tour together. No, they can't. They can't get along long enough to no, tour together. No, they can't. So fucking go in the studio, because especially nowadays, you know, you can go, you can literally work on different pieces without being in there as a mm -hmm. band. Oh, yeah. You don't have to be together to, to actually record a fucking album. That's true, you don't. So, I wouldn't mind seeing him doing it, but anyways. Moving along. Moving on, moving on. Moving along. Moving along. What do you think, Kim? Think of, think. Well, shall we get into the top ten yes. our songs? Yes. What we consider top ten songs by Rat? Yes. Or at least our top ten songs? Yes. But before we get into those top tens, let's talk about the ones that didn't make the list, but we still are, we'd like to mention the honorable mentions. What do you got? What are your honorable mentions? I have 15. 15 what? Honorable mentions. I don't care. Okay, starting from the bottom, 15 up. Mm -hmm. Don't Let Go, Take Me Home, As Good As It Gets, Last Call, A Little Too Much, Best of Me, Live For Today, Giving Yourself Away. Heads I win, tells you lose. One step away, look out below. Shame, shame, shame. I want a woman dancing round and round. There we go. All right. Well, um, we have a few of them. Uh, one step away. Also, I'd love to use a dirty job as my honorable mention. Dance, lay it down. You're in love. You're in trouble. Round and round. Want a man. Do you think you're tough? Sweet cheater. Mm-hmm. 
Nice. And just so you know, all of mine encompassed all the 80 albums. Yes. From Detonator back down to the EP. Mm-hmm. My Which I will point out right now, when it comes down to it, besides one song here that was not on an album, because it was on a soundtrack, all of my, my whole fucking top 10 comes from the 80s. Mine's all over the place. All right, we'll start with number 10, Kim. What is your number 10? Loving You is a Dirty Job. Why'd you choose that one? I like the song. I like the beat. Okay. Well, your number 10 is that, but my number 10 is Nobody Rise for Free from the Point Break soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Also on the the uh, Greatest Hits album, Rat and Roll 81 to 91. Okay. Uh, come on. Drop. And the first song without Robin Crosby. Yes. In a video and on, let's I borrow that real quick. A buddy of mine, I remember he called me up and said, dude, you want Rat don't have Crosby anymore. I'm like, what? Like, just saw their new music videos. It, it's coming back on the top of the hour. I'll record it and bring it over. Because I was doing something. I can't go over to his place. So uh-huh. he recorded it real quick on VHS. Ran over to my house. Uh-huh. And we popped it in. Watched it. I was like, oh, shit. What the fuck? Yeah. So I didn't know what the hell was going on at that point with Robin. Obviously, Robin wasn't kicked out of the band yet. No. But he was supposedly in rehab to get himself cleaned up. Yes. Because, I mean, if you go, you can actually YouTube some of the some of the concerts from Detonator. Uh-huh. And especially if you find some of the Japanese ones. Damn. That bad, huh? Robin's playing is fucking way off. Oh, that bad. Oh, yeah, it was fucking, he was too strung out. Yeah. Anyways, my number nine is, and by the way, you, you'll see a trend to my numbering here in a minute. My number nine is Shame, Shame, Shame. That is off the album Detonator. Yes. What's your number nine, Kim? My number nine is Don't Bite the Hand That Feeds. Oh, actually, hold before. And the reason why, I, I have a multiple reason why, but shame, shame, shame. You should have known better than to cheat on me. Yes, that kind of has. I don't mean nothing to you, but. No, I know. I know. I know what that, I know. Anyways, no, I actually like that song. I think it sounds mm-hmm. fucking cool. Anyways, go ahead, number eight, Kim. City, city. Hey, or did you give them? You got number nine first, right? Yeah, I got number nine. What is it? Don't bite the hand that feeds. Yeah, but bite my damn hand. Remember that. I'm joking. <laughs> number eight. What's your number eight? City, city. City, city. What the fuck album was that off of? That oh, one. Oh, reach for the sky. Yeah, reach for the sky. My bad. All right, my number eight is giving yourself away. This is also off Detonator. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like that song. It, Detonator was is actually. One of the albums that I have a hard time really choosing a lot, choosing mm-hmm. a song. I can yeah. definitely listen to that album a lot. Oh, yeah, no, but I played yeah. it a lot when it came out at the time too. So, uh, my number seven is "I Want a Woman." I want a woman, not some little girl that has to grow up in daddy's big world. And my number seven's "Body Talk." Interesting. Okay. Anyway, so I want women for me was that's off of Reach for the Sky. What's mm-hmm. your and your number seven was Body Talk, which is off Dancing in the Cover. Yeah. All right, what's your number six? My number six was Slip of the Lip. Slip, slip, slip the lip. I like the way you move your hips. Mm-hmm. Well, my number six, Kim, is Body Talk. That's why I thought yeah. that was interesting. Yeah. Off the and, and of course, Slip the Lip is also off Dancing in the Cover, which Body Talk is off off that. But my number, my number five, and actually my number five goes into my number four. So I'm going to go ahead and let you go to your 
what what you got number number six now no i'm on number, number five. five so give me your number five and i'm gonna have you give you also your number four because there's a reason why i have a five and four and these two gotta go together on my end okay my number five is dangerous but worth the risk my that's number- off of uh invasion of your privacy mm-hmm and the other one that's off of invasion. The other one that's off of invasion of your privacy too is you're in love. You're in love. Good songs. Good songs. I like the songs. Anyways, my two that actually come off of invasion of your privacy are actually a couple deep cuts. Number five, I have down. You should know better. You should know by now. But my number four has got me online. And the reason why those two are together, and uh-huh. you know why, because I pointed out to you when we were listening yes. to it, that bit when got me online, it starts out with a phone call, hello, and then it goes into the song, uh-huh. and then as it finishes. Nobody hangs up on me. And yes. as that he says that it kicks right into the fucking next song. Yes, like there's does. no fucking break. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And I and I've always in I've always enjoyed those two songs together. Mm-hmm. Those are like I will listen to those till the day I die. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why they're my fourth and fifth, because I can listen to those songs. And obviously these are the songs that we would we'll, we we would listen to mm-hmm. at a drop of a hat. Yes, we would. All right. So let me go ahead and get to my number three. Because my number three, for the longest time, I swear to God, and I still think it does, starts out with, watch that motherfucker. Lack of communication. Interesting. Off of the album, Rat, or Out of the Cellar. That's interesting. Why? What's your number three? The same one. Really? Lack of communication. <laughs> and, okay, well, the, and the reason why I think this one's high up on my list is, it's one of those things where, I have learned, you know, over mm-hmm. time, you know, through, you know, obviously you're my third marriage, uh-huh. second marriage ended in death, but the first one did end in, in divorce. And a lot of it was because of lack of communication. So I think that's, what, and that's why I think this song's really stuck. And not just because of that, but I've enjoyed that song since I first heard it. Because I always think like lack of communication, we've, you know, not to bring up, bring it up, I'm going to bring it up anyways, politics. Yeah. There's a lack exactly. of communication, yeah. regardless of what side of the aisle you're on. There's friggin' lack, little lack of communication. communication. Yeah. No. And that, so that one does stick with me. Yeah. Anyways. And so there, we've both got the same song at number yeah, three. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Because, I mean, you, pretty much a lot of your stuff, was, you didn't grow up listening to rap. There you heard a, a few songs, few songs from me, yes. But you really didn't grow up. I mean, no. you weren't really exposed to it like i mean like me i was constantly listening to the albums no no my my exposure to music growing up was either 50s and 60s or okay, country but, okay, right but that was mine too but i mean i'm talking about when, but personally um that's right you were too you're too much, you were too wrapped up in oh 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 yes that group <laughs> actually is what i listen to most for me that one and then <laughs> If Nicole was right here right now, she would have popped with some that was. I uh, know. That was hanging tough. Anyways, what's your number two? My number two is Sweet Cheater. Sweet Cheater. That's off of the, the Rat EP album. Uh-huh. Interesting pick there. Why well, you like that song? Because it's actually the first track off that album. And that, and that, I mean, and of course, you want to hear, hear, obviously, you don't get to hear Kim's take on it. But it's like, I, I'll, at the end of the show, I'll remember to go look what number it was. I actually did do back when this was a music fucking podcast. Uh-huh. I did talk about the first Rat album. Yes, I know you EP, did. The Rat EP album. I know you did. I listened to it. The- <laughs> Great. Thanks. <laughs> and it was good. No, that was actually. She's fucking biased. 
That was actually this. I had remembered um, hearing when you did that rat EP. Mm-hmm. I had remember hearing about it, and then the, just just the music, you know, just the upbeat music that kind of kind of had that kind of had that. I don't know how to put it. Like you could you could picture the song in your head, right? That that's the reason why I liked it. Okay. It kind of it was a story story song. You could put yourself in that situation if you had to. Oh shit! Do I know what episode number it was? What episode ten? Uh huh. Really, oh. September second, twenty eighteen. Yeah, long before I even got on. Well, yeah, but you came on like episode five. The Mount St. Helens, anyways. Yeah. I'm sidebar now. But yes, go check out if you want to hear all about the rat, the way I used to break down the music on these things. Check out episode number 10 of Using and Abuse, and yeah. you'll definitely hear a complete different thing. Anyways, well, what we at? My number two, right? Mm-hmm. My number two is also off of Out of the Cellar. It's the very last track on the album and be on side two, and it's called Scene of the Crime. That's a good one. You were caught at the scene of the cold, cold hard bitch. Oh, fuck. How's the lyric go out? Damn it. I can't remember. Oh, that pissed me off. I had it ready. I was ready to do it, and then I was like, fucked it up. God damn it. I hate when that happens. I know. It sucks. Oh, bloody bitch going out on me. All right, here we go. Uh, da, 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 oh fuck yeah! You know you actually need lyrics by Rat, not someone else. <laughs> Mike, these lyrics don't look right. Uh, I think you've been caught. You've been caught at the scene of the crime. You've been caught at the scene of the. Now I know what you've done to me. Cold-blooded bitch going out on me. You were right. You were right. Anyways, I've always loved that song. I think first time I heard it went, what did he fucking say? Yeah. And of course, I I obviously wasn't this copy of the record we own, but I did own the original copy on a record on LP back then. And so I'm like, I had, you know, back then you had the fucking, if you didn't have a fancy one where you could pause or spin it back, you had to kind of pick the needle up and hopefully hell, you got close to what you wanted to hear, or you just waiting for the next ver- next time going through the course and hope the hell they said it again. Exactly. And hope it wasn't like a one-time thing in the in the in the course. Yes. Which it wasn't. No. All right. Number one. Now, my number one is nobody rides for free. That's your number one. Yes. Interesting. Because of Almost- not, not only the beat, but because it fit with what they were with the movie that they were singing this for is that the correct okay first of all okay first of all i'm, I'm gonna call bullshit on your fucking expl- explanation right there hey, exactly what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say bullshit on your explanation why the only reason why yes on is i guarantee you- no it was not because of a certain actor that was playing in it no it was because of the beat of the song and you could literally see what is going on in the song 
So no, it was not because of a particular actor. Then why you get heated? Because when I listen to that song, even without listening to the movie, I can see what's happening. Remember how earlier we were talking about wrestling? Yeah. I'm so happy to God we don't have that fucking steel chair anymore. Why? I got a feeling I get cracked over the fucking head with it. Okay. The same. All right. My number one comes off the EP. Again, you go back and listen to that. I, you hear me you listen to that episode 10. You will hear me say it in that episode. My favorite version of this song is off of, they actually put the, a second version of this or uh-huh. another version of this song on out of the cellar, but I love the EP version better because it's longer. It just sounds better to me. And that is the song back for more. Oh yeah. I love the version on the EP. It is, it, it's just a 10, it's 10 times mm-hmm. better song yeah. than what's on the album. Oh, yeah. Of out of the cellar, yeah. in my opinion. Obviously, this is all of our opinion. Yes. Anyways, I mean, as far as rat goes, they were good in the eighties. Yes, they were. Uh, one thing I need to bring up is in two thousand five, me and your sister. I know we were talking about it with wrestling, but me and your sister, after seeing Motley Crue, uh huh, for their Better Off uh, Live Than Dead tour, which uh-huh. eventually became Carnival of Sins. Yes, it did. We got to we got tickets for a show at the MGM Hilton or Hilton. Mm-hmm. Hilton I mean, it used to be MGM, but now it's Hilton or was a Hilton back uh-huh. then. Uh, now it's the Grand Sierra. Fuck, in Reno, and we got to see bands. Uh, there was four bands. It was kind of like a month. It was kind of like a a eighties rock festival or something. Oh yeah, Cinderella was head, headlining with uh, opening for them would have been uh, Rat. Oh yeah, but at this time. The only two original members in Rat were Warren Demartini and Bobby Blosser. Wow. Uh, Robbie Crane was there playing bass. Uh-huh. But the cool part, at this point, John Krabi was playing rhythm guitar. Oh, that's right. So, app, and, and then, of course, with Firehouse there, and then a different version of Quiet Riot, which we had seen the year before, and Elko, uh-huh. which was the reunited original Quiet Riot. Uh-huh. But in, by 2005, uh, uh, Carlos Chavo and... Uh, mm-hmm. Um, oh shit, bass player Rudy Sarzo had already left uh-huh. the band again. Oh, okay. And so it was Chuck Wright, uh, another mm-hmm. guitar player, Kevin DeBrow, and uh, uh, Frank and Benali. Yes. But I wasn't worried about Quiet Riot. I went up to meet Firehouse because I mm-hmm. waited 20 or almost 20 fucking or a little over 20 years or 10 years. Uh huh. I guess it was, no, yeah, 10 years to see them live finally. Yeah. Uh, but then. Again, Rat came out, but at the end of the show, we were walking around the hill and we found out the bands are actually staying there because the bus drivers all had to sleep. Yes. So the bands were literally just hanging out in the fucking oh, yeah. casino. Yeah, they were. So we're talking to, at this time, the new bass player uh-huh. for Firehouse. And he's like, oh, yeah, all the bands got to stay here because our bus drivers need to get sleep, you know, per oh, wow. federal regulations. So we're like, cool. All of a sudden, here comes walk. I mean, Rat. Yo, even though it's not the original rat, uh-huh. here comes walking. I mean, they're walking in like a gang, all five fucking members, mm-hmm. right? And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, and all I did is I went John Karabi, yes, and he fucking stopped, dude. Is I mean, if I was standing up, dude came like to my fucking chin. Oh, I know. Which makes me wonder because I've seen pictures of John and Mick together, uh-huh. and John's taller than Mick. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, okay, these guys are really fucking. So Mick Mars is even shorter than John. Yeah, but. I got a chance to talk to John Karabi. We got his fucking autograph. And we, at the time, we were wearing our Motley Crue shirts because we just saw a crew in oh, March, yeah, of that, yeah. Yeah, March of that year. 
And John, like, was we were talking. I said, let him know. I'm like, dude, I love the 94 album. As a diehard Molly yeah. fan, it's one of my favorite fucking albums. Oh, yeah. I love that album. And he, when he signed it, he wrote, you know, signed his autograph and he put crew, crew rules with the two dots over the U. Like, nice. You know? So, yeah, it was fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, it was really fucking killer to meet him. Yeah. And then we walked through. We got, we finally got to meet. We did catch up with the rest of Rat. Uh, we met Warren D. Martini and Bobby Blosser. Yes, we did. Those are the only two I wanted uh-huh. to meet. Uh, the, uh, the rest, I totally forgot Robbie Crane of Vince Neil was in Rat as a bass player. Uh-huh. Spaced it. And then later on, we met uh, all all but the drummer of Cinderella. Nice. And we got that. The, I think the best one was getting to hang out with, uh, kind of hang out a little bit with both Tom Kiefer, uh, the lead singer of Cinderella, and uh, Jeff Labar. Oh, yeah. And RIP Jeff. If you're just jumping into this live stream, this is where I fucked up yesterday. <laughs> Uh, those of you, if you paid attention to the show yesterday, I said that I was going to give my least favorite, favorite, favorite rat song or rat albums. And then after we got done last night, I realized I hadn't done it, which is kind of funny. Anyway, so if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, this is the addendum on the YouTube channel. If you're listening to the audio only version, all of a sudden, it's going to be Scott and Kim talking for a minute, for a bit. And all of a sudden, I'm going to jump right in where you're going to hear me talk and come up, do this. And all of a sudden, it's going to go right back to us closing the show. So I'm doing this live on YouTube on Wednesday. So literally almost a day after the original episode. So I'm not going to go through all the normal bullshit I know or no more bullshit. The normal business because I don't have Kim with me. She likes to do that, and and, and I don't like all the bullshit. It's just the way I am. I, my brain's not working right now. I've got you can't see it because I've got I don't have the green screen up, so that's why the the screen really looks fucking weird. I just left it up there. Uh, anyways, and if you hear any sirens going off in the background, it's because I have YouTube up with the with a live stream of Kiev from Ukraine. So if there's any sirens going off, you know why. Um, never mind. Hold on a minute. Some dude's talking. Never mind. Don't have to worry about it because he's going to tell you he's stopping the stopping the stream and re firing up because I think it's you only got like twelve hours of YouTube and then you have to start a new one. Anyways, enough of this banter. Let's go to get into this. I'm not expecting anybody to show up in the chat. So if you watch this later, uh it's it's just an addendum, mainly because I forgot to give you my least favorite albums to my favorite albums. Like I said, again, on the audio, you guys are going to hear all of this in between, but you're going to realize why the hell is going to happen. And then the show is going to go normal close with me and Kim again, or wherever, wherever I stick it, wherever I stick it at in the audio version, which I'd be fucking hilarious. Anyway, so let's go ahead and start this. My least favorite rat album is 1999's Rat Self-Titled. That album, in my opinion, is literally Rat trying to mix in 80s, their 80s sound with the grunge of the early 90s. Like, again, like I said, in a, like I said earlier, if you're listening to this audio, but yesterday, if you're watching YouTube, 
they try there's points where it sounded like stp stone temple pilots also allison chains i heard that in there i even heard a little probably a little bit of nirvana but they were trying to mix it in with the 80s sound and it didn't mix it didn't sound right and it's another album that doesn't have a flow to it so that one is my least favorite my next least favorite or number seven on my list would be rats dancing undercover now this one came right after invasion of your privacy this album again it starts off the first three or four songs really don't make sense where they belong then you have a string of about four or five songs three or four songs that actually makes sense in an order where the music sounds right it, it seems like you're continuing on a flow and then it goes all then the last couple songs are out of place maybe one of these, these maybe one of these days i'll actually try to reorder the album the way i think it should be and maybe we'll do i'll do a little tidbit where we revisit rat and i'll bring up what or how i would reorder dancing undercover to see if it makes it sound any better again dancing undercover that's the album that had the singles dance slip of the tongue or slip of the lip sorry slip of the, tongue, slip of the lip and body talk and body talk was also used on the um eddie murphy movie the golden child number six Rat's last album came out in 2010, Infestation. Again, it, it it could easily go drop in between Out of the Cellar or Invasion, but honestly, I think that album, that album there, Infestation, really could be the album after Invasion of Privacy. It should have been what ended up being Dancing Uncover. But again, it took till 2010, but then again, you're also still missing Robin Crosby and Juan Crosser, both not in the band at this time. Robin obviously has passed away by now. But again, I do like this album. Robbie Crane fills in great on bass. And so does Carlos Cavazzo from Quiet, who was originally with Quiet Riot. Again, my number six is Infestation. Number five, this one shocked me. This one actually, for the longest time, would have been right, would actually been, this would have been number seven. You know, it would have, because I, Never like really cared for this album. I listened to it back in the eighties, but reach for the sky. When me and Kim listened to it uh, yesterday, so she could get a chance to listen to the album, and I'm like listening to it and going, "Holy crap!" There, besides Wade Cool Junior. is an okay song. The the rest of the album is actually really fucking good. It it has its moments. I was really shocked that it was really that good of an album, um, and. Yeah, it was just completely shocked me. Next up, so that was number five. My number four album is Detonator. Now, this one came out in the, was either 90 or 91. And I think it was 90. And this one had the lead single off it was Love and Use a Dirty Job. Uh, I believe they had a single for Shame, 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 Giving Yourself Away. Um, but this album here is definitely one I can listen to front to back. There's not a song there I don't like. Um, I actually enjoy this album. It is definitely hard, a little bit harder of what Rat was doing, at least from you know, from where they between Invasion 
dancing on a cover and reach for the sky. This one was definitely a harder, uh, grittier album, in my opinion. Again, maybe it was just due to the fact that the band had matured. They matured in their writing. And it was, uh, to me, it was just a damn good album. Well, number three. Now we're getting to the top three. Number three is Invasion of Your Privacy. Now, this is the first rat album. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's not the first. This is the second rat album I owned. Full album. I love this album. Listen to it front to back. There might be, there might have been one or two songs I really didn't care for. Uh, like I mentioned in the pre, during these songs, uh, he has got me online and fuck, I can't remember where it goes now. I should have had this shit ready, but I don't. I just pulled the albums up right because I heard it was the funny part was after we got done last night, we erased our notes that we had on our phones of our songs and below my songs were the albums below the honorable mentions and we erased them, got it ready, you know, re-labeled it, Crystal Dew, got ready for, getting ready for next week. Just a little sidebar note there. Anyway, so Invasion of Your Privacy has got Lay It Down, um, You're In Love, those two big hits off of it, but there's there's a really good ballad on it, which I can fucking remember the name of, but then on the B side, you've got Got Me Online, Uh, You Should Know By Now. Those and I love the way those two go together just because as soon as the one says nobody hangs up on me, it goes right into the next song. There's no fucking break. Even when I listen to it on Apple iTunes through the TV, there's no break. It doesn't seem like there's a break. Uh, hey Tom. I just uh just uh real quick to uh reiterate pretty much what happened was yesterday during the live show, I forgot to do my least favorite to favorite rat album. So I'm just doing an, an addendum just to slap it into the audio, but I figured I'd also put it here on YouTube. So that's why I decided to go live. So after Invasion of Your Privacy, now, according, of course, when I talk about albums, I talk about full-length r- records. I usually don't include EPs, except for this time. Number two, I will put Rat EP. They're obviously their first record or first album. They sold 100,000 copies of it. And it is a very damn good demo and that's what you know when, when a band releases their own stuff it, it is a demo it's a demo trying to get especially back then it was a demo trying to get a record deal so again motley Crue did it with too fast for love honestly i think this one's a lot better than too fast for love just in how it sounds <laughs> yeah you guys they they whooped uh, nevada yesterday i did i did catch that tom I'll put it in the chat. How about them Broncos? <laughs> Boise State Broncos did beat Nevada Wolfpack and basketball yesterday. Eh, big fucking deal. I'm not, I, as far as like basketball goes, Final Four tournament, that's when I care. When I'll pay attention to anything. If any of the uh, Mount West teams make it, I will root for them. You know, I really hope they will beat some of the bigger teams, but, you know, Nevada, I mean, I, I've seen the Sweet 16 trophy we, that we got. Uh, God, I don't remember what fucking year it was. We had Fizikas that year. That's all I remember. Um, but yeah, I got to see that one. But yeah, all right, on man. Broncos Mountain West champs. Nice, brother. Nice. Good. Maybe they'll get they'll be, they'll get a good spot. Hopefully, they'll get a decent spot in the tournament. But yeah, the Rat EP's got songs like Sweet Cheater, the longer version of Back for More, which is the one I love the most out of 
the two versions of Back to Lamore. But is this a solid demo? It, it is solid. It, it you can tell it's a demo, or you can tell it's a an e, you know released not released by a record company. It's you know put together, but it's not sloppy. And it really sounds good. It probably holds up against some of their other albums, such as the my least favorite ones. And then we get to number one, Uno Numero. Out of the Cellar, their first full-length LP. This was the first Rat album I ever bought, I ever had. And this one, of course, you know, you get the big song off of it. Most people only know Rat for is Round and Round. But there are, there's Wanted Man, there's uh, Lack of Communication, there's uh, Scene of the Crime are all, all on this album. And the album itself is solid. I can definitely listen to but pretty much my top four actually i'll make that i'll take that back my top five which is again reach for the sky going backwards from five reach for the sky album detonator four in invasion of your privacy three rat ep two and out of the southern number one i can listen to those four five albums pretty much i can listen to them straight through i don't have to stop and if i'm listening to it well if i'm listening to it on a record i'm gonna listen to it regardless all the way through i'm not you know, back in the day, I probably would have picked up the needle and moved it if I wanted to, if I didn't want to listen to a certain song. But nowadays, you know, if I'm even if I'm listening on iTunes or even playing a CD, I'll listen to it fully. I won't I won't skip songs on those five infestation depends on my mood. There's a couple of songs on there that aren't up to par. But then again, it was it's technically it's their last album. So we'll have to wait and see if they're going to do anything else. If they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. You know, it's no big deal. I mean, they're they're not get they're not getting the money like Motley Crue is. They're not getting the money like Def Leppard is. They're not getting the money like Bon Jovi is. Those bands are all ranking in dough to go on tour. <laughs> and there's Nightbot. Don't worry, Tom. I, I Nightbot should be under control now. <laughs> God, I can't believe that yesterday. But anyways, so that's my top 10, or top 10, my least favorite to my favorite albums of Rat. Again, I was supposed to do this yesterday during the show, and I didn't, forgot to do it. After we got done with the show, and we were erasing everything, and realized I realized at that moment, oh shit, I forgot to do this. Mainly because I knew we had we had to start listening to Crystal Do albums because there's 30 fucking albums to listen to. And for Kim, luckily for me, I've heard most of his albums. There's a few I haven't. But for Kim, she's not heard a lot of his. She's heard a few songs here and there or either radio plays or whatnot. But for me, I've definitely owned most of these, of his, at least of his CDs. So that ought to be a fun episode next week with Colby. <laughs> uh, that night party pooper is in the house. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, well, hope, like I said, hope that one's fixed. But as far as like you audio people listening to this when this does get released with the actual episode, it's going to be just dropped in. And then you're going to hear after I get done here, you're going to hear me and Kim talking again and probably closing the show. So that's why there's a weird audio spot in there where it's just me and not Kim involved. And Kim would have been involved been involved in the rat albums because she felt that after just listening to him for 
one time she really can't really put an album list together. She'd like she'd like to have a chance to listen to it a little bit more, a few more times. But anyways, next week we've got. And I'll close this out, but I'll cut this from the audio. So let me just say this real quick for the audio only. Back to me and Kim. Yeah. But anyways, but that is our show. Hey, wow. Our under two fucking hours. I don't believe this shit. Wow. That, That's the, crazy. This will be a record for us. No, it's not. It's a good thing. Yes. We've had some monumental shows. So yes, we have. It's time to bring it back under control. Yes. But let's go ahead and bring this back up real quick. And next week, we're going to be going country. Yes, we are. We're going to be talking about the man himself, Chris Ledoux. I got some homework ahead of me. Yeah, she's got. we got to pretty much listen to, well, she's got to listen to about 50 fucking albums and come up with a top 10 list that probably will only be a top five list. We're going to have Colby on, so it's going to be a little bit different than how we did it tonight. We will discuss a little bit about his career, uh, his early days, whatnot how he, like his original albums, how he came up with them, or how he recorded them and whatnot, and sold them while he was a, a cowboy. While, yes. Rodeo. Yes. While he was rodeoing. Which is unique, because... And then how he got signed, mm-hmm. and why he got signed. Yes. And then all the way up through his death. Yes. And I will talk about the two times I got to see him live. Lucky you. It was in Elko. You weren't living far off. <clears throat> The cool part is, is, is us adults left the kids at home. Yes, I know. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for how rude in the fucking chat. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't my, actually, I didn't care if the kids went or not, but I, it was anyways, but yeah, we're going to talk, uh, Chris will do next week with Colby. Then on, like Kim, we mentioned the beginning of the show coming on March 15th. You know what? I've got all this shit down here somewhere else too. Like in banners, I think, I think I have it right here. Yeah. Next week. Yeah, there's the next week one. Next uh, week. Anyways, March 15th, we're going to be doing Meatloaf with General Shinobi Chantal. Yes. Of the Scuttlebutt Podcast. Also uh, of Alan's Studios. Studios, who are happily at this moment, be on, are they are currently on a hiatus. Yes. But we love you, Alan. Still miss you, brother. Yes. And so we're going to have Chantal on next week, and we're going to talk Meatloaf. Anybody else wants to talk with me? Well, let me know. We can bring you in. Yeah, I don't care. exactly. Uh, and then October 22nd. October. Oh, my God. Please, please. Let's just. Please, please, please. Get your shit together. Let's not make it October you know, yet. A, you know that's a song by Danger Danger? Yes, I know it is. Anyway, on the 22nd of March. Thank you. We're going to have special guests. My niece, Hannah, and her husband, Mikey. Who the fuck is Hannah? Oh, that's right. Your niece. Yes. And your daughter. Can't prove it. Oh, really? You take a look at her and she looks just like you. <laughs> it's bullshit. No, it's not. I don't see no gray hair on her. I'm not talking gray hair. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, it's the him, the him band. Yeah. Which I first learned of because of Viola Bam. And I think I heard, I think I heard them on when we did that torturous music award thing. I think they were on there. Him, him and her, the band, him and her. When we did the, the. What the fuck are you talking about? No. We, no. 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 
No, 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 no. When we watched the American Music Awards that one year? Yes. No, you can't admit, you cannot say it was torture. Ha, ha. Yeah, I, or you told me, I should say. Anyways, yes, we're going to do him. No, it's not. You're thinking about the herd. It better. No, 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 no. I thought the I thought that no him was not you you're getting everything mixed up. No. Okay. But him was not on the American Music Awards. Okay. Not in whoever you fucking you was this last like, couple years ago we did it. Okay. They were not, believe me, they were not on there. Okay. Hey, anyways. But yeah, we're gonna have Mikey Hannah on. We're gonna talk about him. Yes, we are. Which again, I first learned of him because of Viva La Bam. Bam Margera. Yeah. Viva La Bam. Okay. You ever see it? No. The fuck? No. Really? No, I have not. You ever see Jackass? Bits and pieces of it. You weren't watching Viva La Bam when we were... No. Okay. All right, cool. (laughs) All right, well, then on March 29th, we are going to do... One more country with Aleba McIntyre with Hannah. Pretty much the fourth or fifth queen of country. Yes. I mean, first queen is fucking passing. Then second queen's Loretta Lynn. Okay, maybe it's the other way around then. Maybe Loretta's fucking first queen. I don't know. All I know is when you got Loretta Lynn, Patsy Klein, Reba McIntyre. Okay, anyways. So the cool part is, is, is March Music Madness is going to become a thing every year. Yes, it is. But that doesn't mean, because I mean, again, we're going to do another one of these styles in August. We are. And I'm going to throw that out to our Patreons. Okay. When I, I'll make a poll here and we can have, the patrons can make a, a, a vote Yes. on if they want us to do one, if want us to do two a year. Or one a year. Or do you want us to do one more, like three a year? Yeah. I mean, there's four quarters in a, in a year. One a quarter. And that's doing four. I don't want to do four. Okay. And then do three of the four quarters. There you go. Do 75 cents to save a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord Almighty. Anyways, I hope everybody had a great time. We had a great time. We had a great time talking about rat. I'm sure most people are shocked that the very first band I choose for doing March music music madness is not Motley Crue. Honestly, I was really surprised. Yeah, well, it's just like everybody was surprised when technically episode one of this podcast almost four years ago, the very first episode, the one that actually says episode one, was not about Motley Crue, and everybody's like, I don't believe it. I didn't believe that either. I completely went left field on that fucker and said, here, I'm going to do this. I, everybody's expecting me to do Motley Crue. I knew it. Well, I was, I was expecting to do Motley Crue. I know. That's what I love about it. <laughs> and then you say, we're doing rap. I'm going, okay. Well, no, no. I mean, I know, but I'm talking about the very first episode. Yeah. The one, you know, cause the overview, so the overview episode came out April 19th, 2020 or 2018. And that's what we're considering the first episode. Now. Yes. You know, technically it was a trailer episode. Yes, it was, but it it's still, short, it's it, still considered an episode though. Right. So that is why we're going to do the four-year anniversary on the 19th. Yes. But yes, the technical episode one, which has still never been named. No. I said I was going to go back and rename it, 
and I've never done it. I've never gone back and renamed it. No. I've left it as episode one. Yeah. But yes, that one there, everyone, even I know even Dave and Jason thought I was gonna do Motley Crew. Uh-huh. And you think I was gonna do Motley Crew? Everyone thought I was gonna do Motley Crew and I didn't do it. No, you didn't. <laughs> Suckers. Anyways. Hope everybody had fun tonight. We had a blast. Let me take this back down and get us in here. And thank you for joining us. We I know again. We've had a full chat tonight. Charles we, and... We had, we, had Shanti, we had General Snow jump in right at the beginning before we started to let us know that she was going to the movie Batman. DB has been in the house. Lunar Girl. Tom, better known as Bronco Fett. Uh, Hannah. Oh, look. Get, she came in. I didn't realize she came in. Yeah, she came in movie. under her. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rogue One, Steve from Rogue One Radio is here, which go check them out. They should be either live right now or getting ready to start. Yes, they should be getting ready to start because they follow us. Rogue One Radio usually follows us. Well, no, they use you an hour after we, so they should be going right now. Yeah. They should already be going. Yeah, they should already be going. Go over go over to their YouTube channel and check Rogue, uh, Rogue One Radio out. They've got a good, they Both. are worth a listen to. Fuck, Christian Fandom Geek is also live. Okay, so tr- yeah, jump. holy crap! Yeah, try go right on. Go we got a couple red slide brethren yeah. out live right now. Yeah, go go visit their YouTube channels. Anyways, Hannah uh, said that Tommy, Tom, Tom Hector, uh, Charles jumped in. We want uh, to thank everybody for M and J Happy Hens jumped yeah, in. M and J Happy Hens jumped in. Again, we want to thank everybody for being here tonight. We have a blast. Thank you, Lunar. Hope you guys have a great night too. DB, don't work too goddamn hard, bro. I, man. And uh, until next week, have Bef- wants to say something. something. And if you liked this episode, give us a thumbs up. I should be doing that shit at the beginning. And go and hit the subscribe button and, and leave us a comment. Hey, if anybody wants to. Push out fucking reviews. Do it. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I forget to say it in the beginning of the show. Yeah, reviews. If Wait. you got a comment on our for video, for some reason we got like four. They they didn't leave a review, but we got four or five fucking uh, one stars. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yep. So. Oh well. Oh well. Anyway, Anyways, so just have a great night, guys, and have, have a, a great, great week and a great weekend. Be kind, everyone. One. Peace. Peace. Good night, everybody. Good night. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network.